everyone. How you doing? It is a great day to be tuning in to the Sue Jeffers Show. I have a great show planned for you. So great, so great. But before we get started, I cannot tell you how awesome it is to be watching the Masters. Thank you, Stan. Thank you for helping me get it on the TV. It is so beautiful and sunny. And they're golfing, and we're going to be golfing soon, too. I just know it, know it, know it. By May, for sure. (laughs) We will be golfing in May. Uh, When we left you last week, Stan and I were both cheering for Kansas to win the national championship, the national basketball championship. And Stan and I are sad to say... Nope, Kansas didn't do it. Did not win the pool this year. Dang. Well, Ah. that's okay. There's always next year. I mean, you know. We're used to that here in Minnesota as sports fans. We are used to it, so that's nothing new. Tonight, I am cheering for the Bulldogs. Go UMD Bulldogs. They're playing in the Final Four for ice hockey. I love UMD. Love the Bulldogs. The UMD Bulldogs are the only Minnesota team left in it. And I think I told you that last week. Uh, and they're playing here in St. Paul. So it's going to be so much fun. Uh, coming up next week. Um, yeah, we're supposed to get some snow tomorrow. Don't freak out. Like Stan says, we'll be golfing by May, maybe even the end of April. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, Stan told me, what, what did you tell me about the ice out on Minnetonka? Some that, guy drilled a block of ice and it was 28 inches yet still. in certain spots. Yeah, still. But be careful out there if you're going out. Yeah, be real careful. Stan, you'll probably be out there tonight or tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be plowing because we're going to get snow again. No, we're not. Honestly, by the time we come back next week, it'll be raining out. So don't even worry about it. For those of you who are still working on your taxes, yeah, they're due next week, next Monday. And... Yeah, nothing but outright theft. If you live in Minnesota, good luck to you. You, They get you coming and going. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Today we're going to talk. I am so frustrated with Democrats and Republicans who vote like Democrats. They are killing our once free country. I am so disgusted with them. I can can hardly stand it. Uh, Plus I have, of course... Another gun grabber alert because they aren't done by a long shot yet, folks. They, I might have to have, um, Brian Strauser and Rob Dore come on in again, uh, and tell us because they are just motivated and they are not going to stop. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about President's, President Trump's actions on legal and illegal immigration. Citizens matter, people. And we talked a little bit about the census last week, how important it is that we know the difference between the people who are living where are they citizens or are they not citizens and when it comes to appropriating funding when it comes to assigning uh congressional seats all that kind of stuff it matters folks and i'm tired of california getting a whole bunch of extra representatives because they have a whole they count a whole bunch of illegal immigrants who are living there so i've had about enough of that and um uh, Donald Trump actually said he was sending some National Guard if the states approved it, of which uh, Arizona and Texas did. Um, they're, they're already sending, I want to say, maybe 800 National Guardmen, Guardsmen to the border. Yay! Uh, and we'll talk about some of the other things that President Trump has been doing. Plus, there's only five weeks to go left in this legislative session. And I tell you over and over and over again, no one is safe when the legislator's in session. Folks, you're not safe. We'll go over the list of 
what the Democrats think are the most important things that still need to be taken care of uh, versus what the Republicans think still need to be taken care of. There's a lot of damage that can be done in the last five weeks. And this is when they do a lot of the deals behind closed doors. This is when they start ramming a lot of things into the big garbage bills, the omnibus bills. Uh, We have long passed the days of the single subject rule, I'm sad to say. Uh, And we can't seem to find any courts that will get behind us on that, but we'll keep working. Working on it. Uh, and surprising no one, absolutely no one, Tim Pawlenty jumped in the race. Thank you, Stan, for those text messages that you sent me during the yeah, week. Just so you know, all you big political uh, wonks out there that follow this every day and you're going to all the meetings and reading all this stuff and arguing about it, all this insider information, who said back in November? That Tim Balenti was going to run. You this did, Stan. Guy. You did. Yep, that guy. And that guy on the other time, side of the it. glass. And you take credit. You know, I just never thought Tim Balenti had that big of an ego. I just never. I, I just thought he would listen to the people of Minnesota, and 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 he didn't. And I am still a never Palenti. I will always be a never Palenti. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, about that coming up here in just a couple minutes. It just. It just makes me. It just makes me sick. And and, and I don't know what you have against green jeans. I know, you know Governor Green Jeans. That's what we called him. And if I hear one more time from from some of the Republicans who say only Palenti can win, he can raise millions. I'm like, how stupid are you people? How stupid and gullible are you people? Nobody needs a Tim Palenti on the top of the ticket in 2018 and should expect to win anything. There is no way Tim Palenti can win minnesota but that's what i'm worried about is you know you don't like them either and that's what i'm worried about because there's so many people that are entrenched like i was just saying early those people that are deeply entrenched in the party and if that's what they think that's what's going to happen unfortunately he promised them all jobs Follow their meal ticket. Tim Pawlenty is their meal ticket. And I will repeat over and over and over again, and I thank Jennifer DeJarnette for asking Tim Pawlenty, Hey, Tim Pawlenty, where the hell have you been? Hey, Tim Pawlenty, what have you done for the party lady lately? Hey, Tim Pawlenty, why didn't you help pay off the debt in Minnesota? All kinds of questions. And you know what? Tim Pawlenty couldn't answer those questions. And and somebody should, I think Tim Pawlenty, Plenty is our Hillary Clinton. You know, he can. She had a whole bunch of money. She had all these people who said she was going to win. And then you get Tim Pawlenty coming in here. And and when he was governor of Minnesota, his presidential ambition came before the interests of of Minnesota. Came before the interests of Minnesota. And and sadly, because he his ego was so big, and because he wanted to be president of the United States, he caved on everything. He caved on spending. He caved on. Taxes. He caved on deficits. He caved on raising the borrowing rates in the state of Minnesota. He caved on minimum wage. He caved on the Met Council. He caved on renewable energy. He caved on bonding. He caved on debt. He caved on everything. The only thing Tim Pawlenty stood strong on was marriage between a man and a woman. That's it. He will tell you what a great Christian he is. And you know what? He might be. But, and, 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 and that's, that's fine. And you can think he's a nice man and a good man, but he's a bad governor. And the, the Democrats were ready. They were so ready for, for, uh, for, for him to file. The minute 
Tim released that horrible video that he released. Really, Tim, that's the video you released. Um, and, and dragged it out forever. He dragged it out for six months, which, which did nothing but hurt the messaging and the candidates that are already in the race and maybe prevented somebody else from jumping in, in the race. Um, that his, I, I will never forgive Tim Pawlenty for letting his presidential ambition, for letting his ego get in the way of what was best for Minnesota. The Dems were so ready. The minute his video saying, yep, I've decided to get into the governor's race, the Democrats were so ready. They had a slogan out, Palenti 2018, make Minnesota fail again. And and they are all over him. They were all over him for education they were all over them for infrastructure they they said basically that the reason the 35w bridge fell was because of tim palenti that is not true by the way and i don't like tim palenti uh and i think he was a horrible governor i think we can do so much better than tim palenti but he did not make the bridge fall he did not make the bridge fall and then he has some ridiculous slogan Put those in the middle first, of which the left and some of us on the right are just are just going crazy, saying absolutely, absolutely not, absolutely not. But I I had to laugh. I had to laugh when the Democrats come out with Palenti 2018, make Minnesota fail again. You know they're ready for Tim Palenti, and I just hope the people of Minnesota are not gullible enough to fall for this. I hope they are not stupid enough to fall for this. And those of you who are who think Tim Palenti is your meal ticket into another four years of a government job, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. And Tim Palenti, get your ego in check. Get your ego in check. We don't need you. Minnesota has moved on. Whoo! Oh, and one more thing. <laughs> when this Tim, just in. Yeah, just one more thing. The idea that he's going to try for the endorsement, but if he doesn't get it, there's a primary. Really, Tim Pawlenty, I was the devil incarnate when I dared challenge you for the primary. Oh, the stories I could tell. Oh, you know what? Next, Maybe next week I will tell some you of those. You need to write a book, I think, Sue. So. I have to write a book. Oh, the stories I could tell. Yeah, and by the way, if you people would have voted for me in 06, we wouldn't be in this mess. We would have gotten rid of Tim Pawlenty a long time ago. All right, I'm done now. I'm done. When we come back, I'm going to harp on Democrats because I am so sick of Democrats and Republicans who vote like Democrats. Uh, I, I think they are killing our once free country and the idea that we have to have big government, that big government has to be your daddy or your mommy and you're too stupid to run your own life and you have to have more and more and more government and there is no part of government that, that they don't want, no part... For Democrats and Republicans who vote like Democrats, there is no part of your life they don't want to micromanage. They they want bans. They want to. They are prohibit. Um, they they want to prohibit everything. Prohibitionists is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, and Democrats nowadays, it is it is their way or the highway. Well, I got news for you. We're not going to take it anymore. Stay tuned, everyone. I am loaded for bear today. Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and Twin Good Saturday afternoon, everyone.
everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you listening. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. I am so frustrated with politicians, Democrats in particular, and Republicans who vote like Democrats who are killing our once free nation. This past week, uh, I don't listen to Rush Limbaugh very often. Uh, I think he's great. Love him. Uh, but I don't listen to him very often because, well, they, I want to have my own opinions. Uh, but when I tuned, tuned in yesterday, um, Rush Limbaugh was talking about Michelle Obama, and he talked about how Michelle Obama, like most liberals, does not believe in limited government. And Michelle Obama was speaking at a Simmons Leadership Conference in Boston, and former First Lady Michelle Obama decided to take a few jabs at President Donald Trump. And he, she even went so far as to suggest that her husband, Barack Obama, was the the good parent in comparison to Donald Trump, implying that Donald Trump is the bad parent. And uh, folks, are you too stupid? Do you need the president that's going to run your life? Do you need government to decide everything for you? Because it, it seems to me that's what a lot of Democrats are are pushing for nowadays. Michelle Obama said, I think what we see is what happens when we take things for granted. The eight years Barack was president, it was like having the good parent at home, the responsible parent, the one who told you to eat your carrots and go and go to bed on time. Stan, is that what you want your president to do, to tell you what time to go to bed and to eat your stupid carrots? No, that's why I moved out of the house when I was 18. Yeah. So I could do what I wanted. Exactly. Michelle Obama goes on to say, and now we have the other parent. We thought it might feel fun. We thought it, and maybe it feels fun for now because we can eat candy all day and stay up late and not follow the rules. It is so ridiculous for her to say things like this. It, I mean, really, do you want the government to be your parent? Do you want the government to be your daddy? Are you too stupid? Are you incapable of, of figuring out how to live your own lives? Um, Michelle Obama also went on, like Hillary, to blame women for not being brave enough to vote for another woman. I got news for you. Hillary was the worst candidate possible. The worst candidate possible. Uh, she also echoed Hillary Clinton's Orwellian desire to shape children from the Oval Offices in her comments about President Obama being a parent. And, and talk about condescending. Talk about creepy. And she goes on to talk about her husband's mantra about being the change we seek, about being the, the, about saying that the power is inside you and that people just have to get out there and, and start voting for Democrats. And it's just so ridiculous. Michelle Obama did say one really good thing. She said she'll never run for president. Thank God. It was bad enough when we had the worst president ever. I'm talking about Barack Obama. And now to know that at least we won't be stuck with um, Michelle Obama. I'm quite pleased about that. I think since Trump got elected, I think we've seen the angry left, the authoritative left. We've seen calls for bans, calls to to prohibit everything. We've seen their push. It's our way or the highway. We've seen Democrats over and over and over jump 
um, jump feet first into the identity politics, into the promise of free stuff, into the promise of big government. Government can provide for you. Government can make decisions for you. And I mean everything from free daycare to free food to free housing to free health insurance to to free college. You name it. The Democrats are just promising all kinds of free stuff, all kinds of big government. They are. They, it, it's like Democrats, Democrats who used to be with us on privacy issues and, and used to be with us on being, in most cases, fiscally responsible. It's all out the window. Absolutely all out the window. Obamacare got rid of all our privacy pretty much and the idea that democrats come in and talk about how altruistic they are about how they are so generous and so kind and looking out for the little guy using our money of course um you have to look no further than the state of minnesota look no further than governor dayton and the government and the democrat wannabe governor candidates uh that are that are heading out they support amnesty. They support driver's licenses for illegal aliens. You don't need an ID to vote. The Democrats have already ruined our schools with kids who are unable to read or, or, or do math. They support gun free zones. They have, um, they've stuck their nose, well, more than, more than their nose, uh, into energy. We've seen our energy bills just skyrocket under most of the renewable energy standards. Oh, thanks, Tim Pawlenty. That was you too, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was. Um, I, and we've seen what Obamacare did with, to the health insurance market. Thanks to Democrats, we've got congested roads. Wait till I tell you. In the second hour, I'm going to talk about some of the things that um, they're working on in the last five weeks of the legislative session in Minnesota. And one of the things is the congested roads. And Scott Newman has a constitutional amendment to fund money uh, to roads and bridges uh, and which for those of us who have been watching our roads just get get con- more and more and more congested over the last eight years, thanks for nothing, Governor Dayton, uh, and the Republicans who are in the majority, by the way. Um, they, the roads are congested. We're seeing more trains. We're seeing more bike paths. A constitutional amendment is not the way to tackle that. Uh, we elected you to appropriate those funds, legislators, so stop pushing it off on things like that. Um, we've also seen Democrats really push for the $15 an hour uh, and other labor regulations. We've seen uh, affirmative consent where you're guilty until proven innocent. We talked about that last week on the show. Um, And and I'm just so tired of them promising uh, free Planned Parenthood, free daycare, free insurance, free housing, free food, free college, free, free, free everything. Well, the bottom line, somebody has to pay for it all. The other thing that I've really noticed is is free expression seems to be dead uh in and the democrats claim tolerance they claim love means love they claim they're civil well unless you disagree with them and some of the hatred and the the vile nastiness that we've seen not only on social media but at town halls on the ellen degeneres show where senator harris came out and said Ellen asked a question, if you were in an elevator with um, Donald Trump, Mike Pence, and Jeff Sessions, I think, don't quote me on that part of it, um, 
who would come out and she said, you mean alive? Or she said some nasty thing like that. It was just so dumb. And and all we hear, especially from the Democrats, is just the name calling, the nastiness, the vile, horrible things. And if you don't agree with them, if you don't agree with them, you are haters, you are racist, you are sexist, you are homophobic, you are Islamophobic, you have white privilege and it just drives me absolutely crazy. But on I am, the same hand, our president is doing a lot of that, too. So they both need to stop as far as the name calling, if, if that's what oh, you're for. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, I love some of them. You know, I, I love Marco. And, I know. I know. You know and, Crooked Hillary. And, and to be fair, um, some of it, not necessarily, for, um, some of it from Donald Trump is mean. Um, and childish. Well, I would say but, my, me and but childish, yeah. Yeah, childish. Um, and and I don't appreciate the name calling either, but I have to admit I do laugh out loud. <laughs> the Some of the hatred that we're seeing, like Laura Ingram, we talked a little bit about Laura Ingram last week, is just is just absolutely un, unbelievable. Or, or you talk about Kevin Williamson. Kevin Williamson was fired from the Atlantic this past week, and... And the the online mob that comes after people is just it's dangerous. It's depressing. It's predictable. And it's dangerous. And you've got you've got people that are and I don't care whether it's the guy who worked for Google, uh, the guy who worked for the guy who was on the board of directors for NPR, uh, Williamson, Laura Ingram's Laura Ingram's the the idea that that you can call for boycotts and to blacklist people. Because of your thoughts and and what you write about, the idea that wrong think is is just not tolerated, folks. That is really really dangerous. And when this this mob once they get going, you can't escape from them, and you have to start fighting back because these social justice warriors aren't aren't going to give up easily. And you cannot allow people to silence you. And unfortunately, I think it means a lot of people have been silenced. Um, so there, you know why I'm mad at the Democrats. You know why I'm mad at some of the Republicans who vote like Democrats. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing right now is I warned you. I warned you that they were coming for our guns, and they are. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, and com. Everyone, how you doing? I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. I was talking a little bit about how Kevin Williamson had been fired from the Atlantic, uh, and there is a great article. Uh, I'll post it up on my Facebook page later on today. Yes, I'm still doing Facebook. Yes, I realize I'm their product. Uh, yes, I know how to set my privacy settings, and yes, I do not play the games, and I do not. Click the quizzes to find out who I'm most like or whatever. And I get all that. Uh, by the way, if you value your privacy, um, Facebook CEO yesterday was talking about how if you value your privacy and you want more privacy, you're going to have to pay for it. So get ready for that. That's coming down the road. Uh, but I was talking about why I'm so angry at Democrats and why, uh, why I think so many more people now identify as an independent voter rather than as a Democrat or a Republican. I say repeatedly 
that I think the Republican, the Democrat Party, uh, the Democrat Party has become unrecognizable to so many people. And when you've got the demonization of the Republican Party from from every source, uh, a lot of people don't want to stand up and say they are a, a Republican. Uh, I, I, I think uh, this this firing of Kevin w- Williamson, this article was written by Ben Dominic, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's on The Federalist. I encourage everyone to follow The Federalist, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook, or you can sign up for a, an email alert from them. They have some very thought-provoking pieces on a wide range of subjects that uh, force people to think about issues and force people to come to grips. Uh, you know, when you think about the media... They put a headline there because most people don't read past the headline. So the headlines are super, super, super important. Uh, and a lot of times you have to read the whole entire article, sometimes until the way, 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 way bottom of the article to find out that, oh, yeah, the headline didn't even match that. So the Atlantic had hired Kevin Williamson. And now, of course, he just got fired. And the social media mob, the social justice warriors got all fired up. And, yeah, the Atlantic fired him and this article by ben dominic has a really great point that if you have a wrong think you will not be allowed for long to make your living within any space the left has determined they own be it academia be it the media be it corporate america and now in the public scare square you will bake the cake you will use the proper pronoun pronoun you will never say that planned parenthood does is murder for hire and you should be punished as such under the law and i think this article makes a really great point that the that the pressure is just increasing and increasing and increasing and we're gonna have to fight back because we're seeing a lot of things destroyed that we can't have a civil honest open calm discussion about the many many issues that that uh that are facing us nowadays and instead you're seeing the name calling and the tension and the and 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 he went on to say by the way if you think trump was the explosion you're wrong the explosion is is just coming i gave you another example of this uh when we were talking about the final four the national championship last weekend the kid who won the most valuable player award devincenzo whatever his name is i don't even remember uh some reporter got up there and and confronted him about something that he had tweeted when he was like 14 years old here's the kid who had just been announced mvp here's the kid who is just up there the the greatest day of his life and this reporter had dug up some tweet from seven years ago and drags it out and the point being is that it didn't matter if this kid was guilty of racism for tweeting what he did as a kid. He'd be guilty anyway because it, it, he would be guilty because of what he tweeted. He'd be guilty because he liked rap music or didn't like rap music. He would be guilty because he was his lack of diversity. Of course, the kid was white. And and then, of course, because he was tweeting some rap music, someone else was trying to accuse him of cultural appropriation. And then it goes on even more and more and more that this poor kid had toxic whiteness. 
and and then you get into the whole name calling with the racist and copying, emulating other racist subcultures and customs. And the whole bottom line that I'm getting at is it, it doesn't make any sense. It's horrible. It's ridiculous. It's sad. But in many cases, it's our new normal. And all you have to do is look at the college campuses before you to, to realize what it's become of this. You've got speakers, conservative speakers who are not allowed to come on campuses. Do you ever remember conservatives trying to silence a liberal speaker on a ca- college campus? Do you ever remember that? Do you ever remember when uh, a, a Republican this happened at the University of Minnesota. The Republican, um, whatever their student organization is, uh, Campus Republicans, whatever it was, um, they had their booth, their 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 booth on Was- the Washington Avenue Bridge destroyed. You constantly see leftist students destroying something, trying to silence conservatives on campus, trying to get things canceled, trying to shut them down. And you have to ask yourself why the left is so intolerant of other ideas and especially conservative ideas. And by the way, we have to talk about college, too, because um, I think we should make college a three-year degree instead of a four-year degree. And I think the kids should only have to take the classes that they want to take voluntarily, not because the college makes them take it. I mean, what a what a great idea, huh? What an absolutely great idea. All right. Um, so anyways, I'm mad at Democrats. I'm mad at Republicans who vote like Democrats. Uh, but mostly, I want to talk about the gun grabbers. The gun grabbers are coming for the guns. All you're seeing more and more levels of government uh, overstep their authority, overstep their boundary, and now they're starting to do it more and more on guns. Where whether you're talking about, we just had a judge who came up and said that the Massachusetts assault weapons ban can be upheld. He's wrong. I'd like to be part of that lawsuit. I don't live in Massachusetts. Um, we had Parkland. People, the Parkland students are still talking. But what have you heard about the YouTube shooting? What have you heard about the YouTube shooting? The crazy chick with the vegan pita, whatever she was. You haven't heard anything about it. Anything about it. Pure silence. Pure silence about that one. You've got Boulder City Council, Deerfield, Illinois. The These cities, like so many of the other cities, see themselves as activists now. And they're stepping up. They're coming after your guns, among other things. We saw them uh, do all kinds of crazy things. Uh, Montgomery, Mass- I think it was Massachusetts, might have been Maryland. Um, Montgomery, the city of Montgomery, out east somewhere, uh, decided that they were going to let illegal aliens vote in local elections. You saw Minneapolis and St. Paul come in with the $15 an hour minimum wage with the paid sick time uh, and family leave time. You saw, the, you saw Minneapolis come in and ban styrofoam. You saw uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul push instant runoff voting that I'm still furious about. You know why I'm furious about it? Because, well, like we talked about a couple weeks ago with Sean Toll, why should they get multiple votes? Why should they get more than one vote, more than one chance to cast a ballot when we only get one? So you've got all these levels of government who see themselves as an activist and they're overstepping their authority, going beyond their purview. And I 
purview. And I talk uh, about how we have to start fighting back, and it is we we do have to start fighting back. Um, I'm I'm going to take a quick break here now. We'll come back. I got some great audio. I want you to hear this awesome guy, Mark Robinson, uh, and I want to tell you about what's happening in Massachusetts and uh, Boulder City Council and Deerfield, Illinois City Council, because do not for a moment think that this won't happen in Minnesota. If you don't think Minneapolis, St. Paul, Duluth, probably Rochester, uh, Edina, Bloomington, if you don't think some of these other cities are, are, are coming for your guns, you are sadly mistaken, people, sadly mistaken. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Ford and the Merck and the Model A went down in history. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. They're coming for your guns, folks. They're coming for your guns. Yesterday was not a good day for gun rights. A federal judge decided to uphold a law that already strengthened Massachusetts' ban on so-called assault weapons. The judge went on to the whole weapons and uh, of war tangent in his opinion. This is so ridiculous that uh there is already a lawsuit coming against uh coming against this this judge as it should be the Massachusetts has a beefed up ban on assault weapons and a, a, apparently this judge says that 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 ban does not violate the second amendment he is wrong 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 uh and it totally ignores what justice scalia May you rest in peace, Justice Scalia. Um, what he said about the Second Amendment when they overturned the Heller ban in Washington, D.C., that saying that citizens uh, can, law-abiding citizens, can lawfully possess weapons. Can law, law, and, and I want you to remember, the Second Amendment, it's not about hunting people. It's not about hunting. It's about a tyrannical government. And at the same time, you have in Boulder, Colorado, the council in Boulder, Colorado is moving forward to ban AR-15s within the city limits. They are also going to ban high capacity magazines and bump stocks. They passed the, the first reading last week. The ordinance passed unanimously after a five hour hearing during which nearly a hundred and fifty People spoke. Uh, one of the council members in Boulder said this is not a knee-jerk reaction. Baloney. Yeah, it is. They sense a momentum and they're trying to take advantage of, of that. In Illinois, Deerfield, a suburb of Chicago, banned residents from owning AR-15 rifles and high-capacity magazines. They have until June to turn them over to authorities, destroy them, or transfer them out of the village limits. Owners will risk a $1,000 a day fine for noncompliance. So in essence, in Deerfield, Illinois... The Second Amendment is dead. And sorry, liberals, Democrats, you are not to be trusted with your with your gun rights. Uh, this past week, you saw the Star Tribune here in Minnesota printed an article about the big march is over, but Twin Cities students are all in on gun control. Not necessarily, Star Tribune, not necessarily. And because they found a handful of students who were all in on gun control, that does not mean all students. Students are in on gun control. Star Tribune also took um, 
uh, one of the gun grabber groups had run a full page ad in the Tribune and they said they were asking all the politicians in Minnesota for the uh, House and for the Senate. So Amy Klobuchar, Tina Smith, um, Tim Waltz, um, Jason Lewis, Eric Paulson, uh, Betty McCullum, Keith Ellison, Tom Emmer, Rick Nolan, and Colin Peterson. They were going to ask all of them what their stance was on on guns. And they, and they called out Jason Lewis. They called out Eric Paulson. They called out Tom Emmer. And they called out Co- Colin Peterson because they, they wanted those four, Eric Paulson, Jason Lewis, Tom Emmer, and Colin Peterson wanted to stand up for our Second Amendment rights. Thank you, Eric Paulson, Jason Lewis, Tom Emmer, and Colin Peterson. The rest of them aren't going to stand up for our Second Amendment rights. So throw the sorry bums out. Uh, probably Tim Waltz was the funniest one. Tim, funny, not funny, uh, funny in Tim Waltz, you're ridiculous. He came out and said that he was honored to receive the Gun Sense Candidate Distinction Award from Moms Demand Action which is a gun-grabbing group. Um, He said that he just is so excited to work in partnership to end gun violence and to prevent uh, and to to have responsible gun owners and to prevent uh, gun violence. And John Rouleau, I just love John Rouleau. John Rouleau had um, a picture of Tim Waltz in his NRA hat. And John Rouleau said, I'm old enough to remember when you got an A from the NRA based solely on your questionnaire responses, bragging about your NRA endorsement, opposing an, uh, an assault weapons ban, and opposing magazine limits. Now that Tim Waltz is running for governor in the state of Minnesota, all of a sudden it's kind of, kind of a different, uh, kind of a different story that we're seeing. There was a letter to the editor in the Maple Grove local paper. Pay attention to your local papers. You see a lot of letters to the editors in there, and you can tell what the Democrats are pushing. Uh, this one was a letter to Eric Paulson. It was titled, Listen Up, Eric Paulson. Uh, Ashna Sheth out of Maple Grove writes, Representative Paulson, how many more lives will it take? You already know what we want, and it still isn't going to change. Uh, Ashna writes, I don't want to be scared of school anymore. I don't want to lose any more of my friends or siblings or peers. I do not want to talk to my teachers about what to throw at a school shooter first and what to hide behind. The school, the students at MSD had to go through something so horrific, but you still do nothing to prevent it from happening. It's shameful and it's pathetic. She writes, the youth borders are coming for you. And if something doesn't change, you will be voted out. Remember, you got elected by your constituents. You work for us, not the other way around. This poor, sad high school girl, I'm assuming, uh, who had help writing the letter, I'm sure. Um, it, it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous how they're trying to, trying to not only give away their own rights, but take away other people's rights. And while I totally respect her First Amendment right to say and write the thing that she does, it is so ridiculous for her to be writing this kind of letter and you know what ashna whatever your name is you know what why don't you talk to education minnesota ask them about those gun-free schools ask them about those soft targets ask them why they have such ridiculous nonsense ideas that the only way to defend yourself is what to throw at the shooter oh let's put a box of rocks for you to throw at the shooter how about you get rid of those gun-free zones 
Uh, how about how about education, Minnesota? Really do something to make sure that our kids are make sure our kids are safe. Let's take a quick phone call here. Uh, I don't know who's on line one. Hey, welcome to the Sue Jeffers Show. Hi, Sue. Hi. Hey, so I wonder I wonder what Tim Wall uh, is going to do about uh, teenage drinking that, according to the Mad website kills uh, 4,300 humans every year or addiction that kills 700 teens every year because those particular deaths could be far more controlled than uh, anything that they're going to, or they could definitely be reduced through some better legislation. Oh, wait a minute. There is legislation already against kids not drinking underage. I know for a fact that there's parents that allow their kids to drink all the time and they know their kids are doing drugs but somehow we're focused on gun control which kills guns kills far fewer more people than underage drinking does at 4300 that's a lot of deaths oh my gosh i know i know and i was i was um seeing some of the memes that were floating around on twitter and facebook and other places and they the they had one of the girls from parkland emma she was getting emma gonzalez she was talking about how she had bullied um the shooter and uh and and i'm like really you bullied the kid for three years <laughs> you bullied the kid for three years and you thought that was okay and then there was a oh my gosh a tragic story coming out of uh north dakota and and this uh young girl 14 i want to say maybe 12 uh had committed suicide and and there are other things that we can do other things that we can do to make sure that uh that we're not stomping on other people's rights and and most importantly their second amendment rights people just they just don't get it okay so stan's got some audio for us this was greensboro north carolina and this this guy is right on go what I really came down here for is this. Uh, I've heard a whole lot of people in here talking tonight about this group and that group and domestic violence and blacks, these minorities and that minority. What I want to know is, when are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is. I'm the majority. Right on. We're the majority. We are the majority. You got it? But it seems like every time we have one of these shootings, Nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right, constitutional right that's spelled out in black and white. You want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. Law-abiding citizens, law-abiding citizens, the first people they come after are us. You're not going to be able to go down here and take these guns from these criminals. So the criminals are going to hold on to their guns. They're still going to have them. They're still going to break in my house, and they're still going to shoot me with them. And guess who's going to be the one that suffers? It's going to be me. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, it is not going to happen without a fight. And when I say fight, I don't mean shots fired. I don't mean fist thrown. I mean, I'm going to come down here to this city council and raise hell just like these loonies from the left do until you listen to the majority of the people in this city. And I am the majority. The majority of the people in this city are law-abiding. Raise hell. That's what we're going to do. We have to raise hell. Because the bottom line is when that Second Amendment was written, Whether the framers liked it or not, 
They wrote it for everybody. And I am everybody. And the law-abiding citizens of this city are everybody. And we want our rights, and we want to keep our rights. And by God, we're going to keep them. Come hell or high water. Come hell or high water. <laughs> Did you love it? I, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Okay, folks. Um, get ready to fight. Because the gun grabbers are loaded for bear. Don't forget the, uh, Rob and Brian have their uh, gun rally for, for the good guys on April 28th over at the Capitol, noon to 2. When we come back, we're down to six weeks in the legislative session. What's on? Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.